Ladies and gentlemen, he's just 25 years old, but he's a guitar virtuoso. He can play pretty much anything, and he's already played on a Michael Jackson record, co-wrote a song on a Justin Bieber record, and he's got his own music out, singing and playing solo stuff. And he also tours and plays with the great singer Colby Calais. His name is Frederick Holland, and he is on the show. Episode 98 of No Guitar Is Safe is brought to you by Guitar Player Magazine and GuitarPlayer.com. Guitar Player. Play better. Sound better. What's up, everybody? Jude Gold here. Episode 98 of No Guitar Is Safe. And guess what? I'm in a lift right now heading to an amazing guitar player's house. His name is Frederick Howland, and he's a monster guitar player. I got to take a moment to thank my driver, Victor, here for driving me. How are you doing today, Victor? Hello. How are you doing, people? Welcome to Hollywood, everybody. Oh, great. Thanks for that. Where are you from, Victor? I'm from Venezuela. Really? So, and what do you do? I'm a, <laughs> I'm a TV reporter for Latin America. I, I have a movie show in Venezuela, Colombia, Panama, Costa Rica called 35 Millimeters and interview Hollywood stars, directors, actors, and for that reason I came. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? What are, you never know what your Lyft driver does. I tell you, folks, I meet the most amazing Lyft drivers and Uber drivers. Have Who have you interviewed lately? Uh, Leo DiCaprio, Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington, Steven Spielberg. More than Wait, did you just say that you've interviewed Leonardo DiCaprio, Russell Crowe, and Denzel Washington? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Steven Spielberg. I'm talking to a heavy hitter here. Steven Spielberg, you just said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you on Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. At, uh, at VictorXOriginal, Twitter, and Instagram. VictorXOriginal on Twitter and Instagram. Well, damn, I'm talking to a real dog here. Do you like guitar? Yeah. Who's your favorite guitar player or guitar band? God, what a question. Guns N' Roses? Slash, maybe? That's awesome. I've interviewed him three different times. I even put a video of him playing Paradise City on an acoustic guitar online. Got over a million hits. But... I'm hoping one of these days I actually get him on this show, the podcast. Those were for a couple of cover stories and one feature article. Very nice guy. That's cool. You know, my first time interviewing Slash, he was still smoking, and we were in a very small room for like 90 minutes. And then I had to get back on the plane to go back to San Francisco, and we were running late. And... We just barely got to the airport in time. It was like two minutes before the doors closed. I ran on the plane, and it was like Southwest. You know, you get the last choice. I hop in the middle seat between two business people, and I could just see the look on their faces because I smelled so bad. Like, I smelled like an ashtray. I smelled like cigarette smoke because I had been soaked. But I was like, you don't understand. This is Slash's cigarette smoke. This is really good cigarette smoke. If you only knew... But I didn't tell them. It was just a one-hour flight. They had to endure. But anyway, today, yes, we are headed over to Frederick Hallen's house. Frederick, man, I met him when he must have been 17, and he is now about 25 and just crushing it. He's played on Michael Jackson's 
last posthumous record he played with Colby Calais, probably still does. Of course, she's a great pop artist, and her father is the famous producer, Ken Calais, who produced everyone from Fleetwood Mac, Rumors, or at least he engineered that record and won a Grammy for it. And he's worked with, you know, Sinatra and Billy Idol and Pat Benatar and the Beach Boys. And uh, he also played on a Justin Bieber track, but he's just a monster guitar player. Maybe through the magic of editing, I can give you a little preview of the interview I'm about to have with him. Wasn't that cool? That's like time travel. Frederick also has a really cool new single out called Roots. So without further ado, I'll put down this Zoom recorder. Yes, that was a plug. Thank you, Zoom. And thanks once again, Victor. Thank you so much. And uh, we will head over to Frederick's house. Remember, you know what you got to do. Keep it alive till you're 95. Using this one for a while, like this, I used this one like more like a few years ago, and then I've been using. Sorry, All right, into into the mic, Fred. Into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> You're holding this Anderson guitar that I think I've seen you with. When did you get that? You had that when you were like a kid, right? Yes, I, I got this when I was 13 years old. So I've had that, you know, 12 years now. Ah, sounds great, man. Yeah, it's it's. I had this this when I went to MI. I had this for like this this was my like my go to. Like this is. And it just comes and goes. And I got the 335. I used that one for a while. And then I got Vola. But I always keep coming back to this one. Yeah, I remember that one. It's, for those who can't see it, it looks kind of like a Telecaster style Anderson guitar yeah, and nice yeah. turquoise paint job. Yeah, yeah. Just to be, man, you know, I was wondering, how do I pronounce your first and last name? Yeah, it would be uh, Frederick Holland. It's uh, it's basically Holland with an A. 
but it's you pronounce it just like Holland. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, I should have known that. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you grew up in Norway. What the heck brought you out to this crazy place? We got to find out. But what what part of Norway were you born in? I was born in Bergen, which is on the west coast, and I uh, I moved to L.A. to go to MI. Now back up a second. You, you tell me you got a fjord there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we we do have a lot of fjords. Probably if you go a little bit further up uh, north, there's like a lot of beautiful fjords. As someone who loves mountains and snow, I can't think of anything more beautiful than those fjords. I've been to Norway one time, blew my mind the whole place. It was incredible and seemed so peaceful and, and you know, just civilized. It's like, this seems like utopia. <laughs> Why would I ever want to be anywhere else? But of course, you you, you came to Hollywood, which is... The craziest contrast, I think, of any guest on this show, the contrast that must have happened when you came from there to MI in the center of Hollywood must have been quite different. But first, what drew you to play guitar? Were your parents musicians? Yeah, my, my dad has been playing the bass, been like a bunch of local bands in Bergen, and you know, so I was like seven years old, and I uh, and he played a little guitar as well. And I was more drawn towards that. So I, I he taught me a few chords uh, in the beginning. So from like seven to nine, I just, I played a little bit. Not like super serious, but but I would say like I was about nine years old. That's when I actually got like a proper teacher and I really got into it. But yeah, my dad's definitely a musician. So definitely. Awesome. Yeah. And you started studying, getting lessons from yeah, lads? Yeah. Uh, his name is uh, Mats Eriksson. Uh, he's a well-known guitar player in Norway, like a, really really talented uh so from like nine until i was 11 or 12 he he taught me he's the one who got me into like blues and like he showed me steve ray vaughn which is really what made me like wow this is amazing like i want to be really good at this and show me me your favorite steve ray vaughn lick steve ray vaughn lick (laughs) (laughs) i got the tube screamer right (laughs) i mean that's like that's not exactly steve ray vaughn that's like a little bit of but yeah but I mean yeah. the classic one, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I remember. Over yeah. the four chord. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like in the like the pride and joy. That's, I think that's yeah. the first song that I that I learned, like Steve Ray Vaughan. That's, I love it. You got the you kind of got his strumming motion too, which is always when I see that it kind of breaks my heart because I saw him when I was thirteen, and you know he was playing a club in San Francisco, and I was the front of the stage like this when he just came out, and uh, it was just you know wow. watching the motions behind the music was really cool. Yeah, I mean that's it is. I mean he's just just got the best attack in that feel and then the bends and everything. I mean it just I don't know. I haven't been playing that like that sort of stuff so much lately, but I mean it's like every time I hear it, every time I hear a Steve Ray Vaughan song, I'm like wow, I got to play some like I got to you know go and practice some of that stuff, you know. Awesome. But, you ever uh, play Rude Mood or anything? Oh yeah, I, I did. You know, I, I I when I was younger, like eleven or twelve, I used to tour around Norway, playing yeah. like blues clubs and stuff like that. And I would play all that like, uh, yeah, Rude Mood, Pride and Joy, uh, uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. I mean, that's not yeah. his original, but um, yeah, all yeah. this stuff. Texas Flood, like his version. That's awesome. You know, yeah. Can we bust a little Rude Mood right now? What, what do you Ooh, remember from that? It's oh, tough, uh, huh? <laughs> 
Iron Man. Wow, I have not literally played that in probably like <laughs> almost a decade. But it's in your DNA, man. So you were playing like competitions and stuff back then, right? And, yeah, you know. uh, I was. Uh, there was this one competition when I was like twelve, and it's like kind of like uh, this was before like the America's Got Talent thing, or whatever. It was like this uh, NRK, which is sort of like the equivalent of like BBC in England. They had this competition uh, like musicians. Like uh, all kinds, like guitar players, violinists, yeah. like uh, anything really. Um, and you had to be invited to come on it, so you could, anyone couldn't just apply. So basically, um, the, the, actually, that the, there was an age limit of fifteen years old. You had to be fifteen. But then I played at this blues festival. Uh, it's called Nutoden. It's one of the biggest blues festivals in like northern Europe. Um, and a, p- a producer from the TV show said, "Oh, we got to have you on the show." And I was only twelve at the time. But they still allowed me to to be on it. So everyone else was like 15, 16, maybe even twenty, and I was like twelve years old. So I was like a <laughs> little kid, incredible. you know, just but waiting yeah. for your voice to change. Or yeah, just- <laughs> well, yeah, I was yeah, I was I was singing and performing in Texas Flood. So yeah, that, that's on YouTube. That's like yeah. Now the first couple times I met you. Whether it was at the NAM show or a couple places, I really seemed like your mom was very supportive. Like, has she always been there for you? Uh, yeah, when I uh, so she moved uh, when I was when I came over to LA, she came with me and you know make sure everything settled in, and you know, she would be here a lot of the time. You know, in LA, she goes back and forth. You know, but but uh, but she, I mean, she loves it also here in LA. You know, I mean, it's funny we talk yeah. about Norway; it's really great, but it's pretty great here in LA too. But. Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, we're up in the hills in this wonderful place you got in your awesome studio, which is very far from the seedy Hollywood that I was describing. Yeah. Very nice up here. You got trees, you got a patio, and this is a wonderful room. You got your platinum album from Justin Bieber. Yeah. And um, what's that one over there? That's Michael Jackson. That's the Escape, Escape. album. Escape, yeah. yeah. Posthumous Michael Jackson yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. What songs did you play on that? Uh, I played on the title track, Escape. Oh, uh, cool. And that was... Um, that was uh, at Rodney Jerkins' studio. I mean, he was producing it. And uh, I just came by. He just texted me, hey, you want to play on a Michael Jackson song? What, did you, what was your answer to that uh, text? <laughs> well, I was, I can't remember, but I was like. <laughs> You're like, like, I'm doing laundry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure if I have that. No, I was like, I'll be there in like 10 minutes. I was living here and he's not that far away. So I was, yeah, I literally just grabbed my guitar and just ran over there. Uh, and everything that I've done, like from the Justin Bieber stuff and a lot of that stuff, was all last minute it was like hey can you come over and lay this down or i remember mm-hmm. i played on uh this uh, justin bieber song roller coaster and i was on my way to the airport i was doing a gig with colby calais and it was nine o'clock 9 a.m and the plane left at noon and i'm living out here right which is yeah. pretty far from the airport and he hits yes. me up he's in bali with justin bieber and he wanted me to lay down some guitars on this song they were working on and i was like well I got to leave within 30 minutes if I'm going to make the plane. And it's like, oh, I was send it right over to you, you know. And I just literally just, I plugged into that amp, that Ignator right there. Which uh, I'm plugged into right now. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, it just put on a 57 on it. Uh, I think I used this Tom Anderson, and I just laid down this, like, there was this kind of funky. So he sent you the basic tracks. and you... Yeah, he sent me just the track. They were still writing on it, so it was still kind of rough yeah. and whatever. Yeah, so. I hear your funk guitar part on that. 
Yeah, I mean, that was done in like literally like maybe <laughs> 10 minutes. And I didn't even like, I just literally did like five passes of the thing. Like yeah. no overdose, anything. I was just jamming over it, right? And then yeah. they would just pick their yeah, favorite yeah. parts, you know? Um, That's great, man. So yeah, that was Now, I don't think I've heard the title track to Escape, even though I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, Michael Jackson fan, especially the Quincy Jones era. Yeah. But it, can you hear the guitar in that? Like, how are you in there? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, like a funky thing. What was I doing there? Uh, uh, yeah, it was a... Kind of like envelope thing happening. What was that again? Uh, I forget the part. It's yeah. one other part. It's like a left and right thing. Uh, I mean, they're not. They're yeah. kind of far yeah, behind yeah. in like anything, you know. But yeah. you can definitely hear that, you know. But that was also hey, like very, you know. That's killer, man. Well, yeah. congratulations on that. Now you yeah. also co-wrote a song with Justin Bieber. Or how did yeah. this work? What's the name of the song? Uh, Mark my words. And um, so, okay, so I was uh, just working on some ideas here in the studio. Uh, Roddy was like, oh, send me some ideas. And, uh, you know, so I was just working on this one thing, chord progression, just a guitar. And I just played like a melody on top of it. So what was the original chord progression uh, before it became it was, a song? Uh, yeah, that was the chords. And then I play a... You're like an up-and-coming R&B player. Yeah, well, I was like, I was just messing around. I, I can't remember exactly how it went, yeah. but anyway, that that top line melody, they decided to use that on a Justin Bieber song. Mark my words. That's all that I have. Mark my words. I didn't know anything about this because I just sent him that original idea, which was completely different than what the song ended up. You know, it was a completely different thing. It was a guitar thing. But um, but then a, a year later, he just told me, "Yeah, you got um, you know, you got writing credits on that song." And I was That's like, "Beautiful." What? I mean, yeah. not to be too cynical here, but I really love that you, without even having to ask for it. Yeah. <laughs> they took care of you. Yeah, that that was that was really nice. So and I was listening to it. He didn't even tell me the song. I was just listening throughout the song. I was like, oh, I must be that one because I hear that. <laughs> I recognize that melody. Um, so yeah. So that was that was yeah. Again, that's how it can happen, you know. And again, was I, that Rodney Jerkins? Yeah, it was Rodney. Yeah. Tell us about him. Yeah, no, he's a you know a huge great producer. Done, you know, a lot of stuff for like I don't know, Beyonce and Lady Gaga and like a lot of like yeah. the hip hop R and B stuff, uh, Mary J. Blige, Brandy, all that stuff. So yeah, so I I met him at Starbucks at the Commons, which is like five minutes from here, randomly, and I was with um, with Bruce Sterling, who's gotten me a lot of gigs, uh, different stuff, and he kind of knew him, so he introduced me, and he was like. Um, 
telling me, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a guitar player and whatever. And then, and he was like, well, I'm looking for a guitar player. Uh, like that's I really look. I need a guitar. How player could a great right producer in L.A. be looking for a guitar player in L.A.? Man, I could throw. To quote my friend Diz Dismore, I could throw a rock out the window and hit a great guitar player. <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty amazing. Like I mean, I was uh, I was over there the same day with uh, this writer from Magic. He had this big song, "Rude." Why you got to be so rude? Uh, he's yeah. written a bunch of stuff, and they were working on a Maroon Five song. So I, yeah, I was over there like in a yeah. couple of hours later and just laying down tracks. And then a week after, that's when I did the Bieber stuff and Michael Jackson stuff. And then you know I kept doing a lot of cool stuff with you know like writing sessions like Robin Thicke and Brandy and Mary J. Blige and the TV show Empire. Dang. On that, yeah. you know. So yeah, a lot. Of well, stuff. we still gotta figure out how you got to that point. So how did you end up? leaving Norway and coming over here and how old were you yeah so I was uh, 16 uh, almost set no 17 and when I started MI now yeah. remind me what happened tell me I gave you a scholarship or something yeah you did yeah all right good yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> kick myself every every uh, two quarters we'd give out scholarships to new students yeah I know it probably wasn't a, a lot but just the yeah princi- I remember the that, principle yeah. of it yep was I'm glad that you got one because you are a monster. A, yeah, I remember I sent a video of me playing, uh, applying for that, and then um, I think I was playing acoustic guitar. I was playing some like uh, country stuff or something, but yeah, I remember that. And that was yeah, thank you for That's that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you came over, and then what was it like your first day in Hollywood? <sighs> wow. I mean, well, I had actually already been there once before. Mm-hmm. I was when I was 13. I was invited over to play at this charity. Uh, charity event uh, at the knitting factory knitting mm-hmm. factory in hollywood Remember Boulevard. That. yeah it's not there anymore right no no so so i'd already been there and i already knew i really liked it and then so when i came back it was like i mean it, it was it was amazing like i and it was really i you know you felt really inspired i guess that's that's yeah. like i just feel like you're surrounded by a lot of people who are doing the same thing as you and makes you want to be better and you know yeah so. Yes, I, I lived in um, a little bit farther away, like in the valley, like Sherman Oaks. That's a little uh, better. Like Studio City, <laughs> it was like in between there. So yes, yeah, so I lived there for a couple of years. Did you take the train in? Yeah, train or, or, uh, or uh, yeah, 15 minutes or so. I feel like there was a lot less traffic at that time. I feel like it's just getting worse, honestly. Well, as like, someone who travels the country all the time, I can report that traffic has gotten worse in like yeah. just about every city. Yeah. Like Denver, it's, it's, Chicago. Yeah. San Francisco, Bay Area, where I'm from, it's gotten so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, like even back then, if I would carpool with someone who would drive or or when I started driving, I was like, how could I get from here to like down like Hollywood in like 20 minutes or 15 minutes? That would not be possible today, I feel like. I mean, I right, feel right. like just over there, yeah. But um, that was like, um, I think I went there. I, I finished a little early, so I had like six months left on my visa when I finished school. Yeah. So, because the, the plan was to sort of go back. I mean, I wasn't like planning, I'm going to stay in LA. I, I didn't really know. I mean, I was still young. and But then right after I graduated, I got um, an audition with uh, Colby Calais. Now, it's, and, that's great. Now, I'm wondering how you were able to, did she buy you a work permit? Because as a director of the program or a former director, like I knew that sometimes international students would literally they'd have straight a's and then they'd fail one class intentionally so they could stay an extra six months on their student visa like people were doing all kinds of things in order to extend their student visa like 
And then it's tricky because an employer might have to pay a large sum. Like, how did you get a work visa or whatever? Yes, I got an O one visa, and I was I was working with um, with Bruce Sterling. He's the one who introduced me to Rodney Jerkins, and he had a studio in Sherman Oaks in the same building that I was staying at. He had like at the top floor, he had like a studio. So I was already doing some sessions for him there. Um, and he had, and basically, so he was my sponsor for the visa. And then Sweet. of course I had to get a bunch of recommendation letters and it was, it was a big process. I mean, it's not easy yeah. to get. Um, but also with that gig, having that, you know, like I had like a tour set up and everything they were, um, like, yeah, I, I got the visa like pretty quickly and then, Fantastic. and then, yeah. Now, before we get to Colby Calais, at some point, I don't know if I told you about the competition or if you found out on your own, but Guitar Player Magazine had the Guitar Superstar competition. Oh, yeah. I believe it was held. This is the only one that I was not present at. Sometimes I played in the house band. Oh, yeah. Backing. Like, we used to do that all the time. And one time, like, we had Andy Summers as our host or different yeah. hosts or Brendan Small or Joe Satriani as judges, all kinds oh, of great yeah. judges. Yeah. This time, it was in... Nashville, wasn't it at the Ryman yeah. Auditorium? It was in Nashville, the at the hotel, basically, right? I think oh. it was. Uh, well, it was in the same building as like the Summer Nam was, right? Okay, so yeah. I think so it was, like it a, was at the uh, forget. It's like a, a convention room, or yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. So yeah, and then um, so and you got in there. Remember, you asked me, <laughs> like, dude, I'm I'm only seventeen. <laughs> I'm like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Which was great. Yeah. That's what I remember about it. And then yeah. I remember you, of course, whooped some ass there. Tell us who the host of that competition was. Uh, that was uh, Larry Carlton. Yeah. Did you get some that, chat time with oh, him? Oh, yeah. We'll hang with Larry? That was really cool. Like, uh, I mean, he's definitely uh, also a big inspiration. I've been listening a lot to him. So that was really, really cool. I mean, like, yeah. and back then to me, like, when I was 17, I'd still only been, I don't know, like six months or a year at MI. So it was it's still all very new to me. So, like, to meet these people, like, in real life was still very surreal. It's like, wow, this is like, oh, yeah. Larry's, right? When you basically when you come from, like, Bergen, Norway, it's like, I mean, it's like, it feels like a different world, you know? I mean, but I bet. So, what did, what did you talk about with Larry? <laughs> I remember he. Uh, I remember he talked a little bit about the changes to that song. I mean, it was like a fusion type song that I was playing, uh, a lot of different chords and stuff. And I remember he was just like telling me about like he thought that was pretty cool. And you know, like uh, yeah. like back then, like when I was at MI, I was all I, I was all into like like cool changes and like playing over that stuff. You know, yeah. <laughs> Ass. You came in second out. Who was the guy that won? Do you remember his name? What's it? Uh, what's his name? He played like a double acoustic. His name was Mark something. Yeah. He so played he, this like. Uh, he like played a, a double neck, neck acoustic. Neck. Yeah. And he was doing the double tapping on yeah, both necks. Yeah. Like I mean, it's like yeah, yeah like very different from like, what I was doing. In my opinion, it's tied because <laughs> you played a straight up guitar and it's all voter based, like with the judges like.
it was great. I mean, it, I remember it was called for high ends, judge there, and whatever. They were all like super cool and nice, and they invited me also like uh, a little bit later to play at the NAM, like the All Star Jam. They have it, Nam. Yeah, like one in Anaheim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that same, like the year after or something. Yeah, I might have so. played that same night or a year or something. Yeah, I think you might have. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was a long night. I remember it started like. Oh yeah, those all Mur- Muriel Anderson's yeah. All Star Guitar Night. Yes, yeah, that's like, it. That's like it, two yeah. 90 minute sets of yeah. just guitar player after guitar player after guitar yeah. player. Very cool event. Yeah. Yeah, Very man. Cool. Yeah, that, that was that was amazing. So. So you found yourself out in Nashville. And uh, then you came back, and then Colby Calais. So how did you land that great gig? Well, so that was through uh, Cheche Alara. I mean, he's music director. Again, I was introduced by by Bruce. Uh, they needed a guitar player, and I went to this audition. There was a bunch of other guitar players there as well. And um, I, we got the songs. I got the songs like the night before, you know, four songs I had to learn. And, and uh, I went to the audition and I did that. Um, got a call back the same day, came back, did one more audition and I came back the next day. So, so yeah, it was, that was, that's the only like proper like audition that I've ever been to, like callbacks. And yeah. I came back like two times, you know, and then. Now everybody knows you and they just. Ask you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's interesting because people ask me like to get advice to like go to auditions and stuff. I'm saying I like, only actually been to one audition and yeah. that's it, you know. And uh, I guess it depends. I guess it's not as usual common uh, anymore. So yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I've uh, been to a few. Uh, I got the only one I ever got was my first one, which was for JGB, which featured. Yeah. That was a blind audition. Yeah, and uh, that was uh, you know featured. Four members of the origin, yeah. original Jerry Garcia yeah. band, but I did. Yeah, you do a lot of weird things. I remember I auditioned for Macy Gray, okay. and it went pretty well. And I got a call back, and I came back the next day. And then it was just the DJ was playing a record that we were supposed to jam with, but it was like a quarter step sharp out of tune. And oh. like I just, I, <laughs> I, it was just cursed, man. It was not going to happen the second day, but the first day was cool. I remember I auditioned for Slash's band and. Wow. American yeah. Idol too. Yeah, yeah, there's been a few of these things, yeah. but you know, Barry Squire stuff and Yeah, I've heard of him, yeah. A lot yeah, of he's uh, a great headhunter, but uh yeah. So, well, I'm really glad that you've uh, done so much and only had to do one audition. Only one, audition, one cattle yeah. call. One, yeah. So, yeah, I had to go. Even it's it's not it's not like it's not fun honestly like doing audition. It's just like it's it's kind of like stressful honestly. I'm not going to I'm not going to yeah. lie, you know. I met but, some great guitar players. I met Hayden Merringer. Oh yeah, that, uh, that's so funny you mentioned it. Another young yeah. maestro. I met him for the first time a week ago at the gym here, yeah. like uh, close, and he, he hit me up like, "Is that you that going to the uh, to, to the gym right there?" And <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," and I thought I'd seen it. I never. We've been fa- friends on Facebook for a long time, but I've never actually met him, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's cool, man. I got before I forget, I got I got to rate and tip my Lyft driver. He's awesome. His name is Victor. He's got seventy-seven thousand followers on Twitter, and he Whoa. you know it just fits in a little bit of Lyft driving. Wow, he drives Lyft, and he's got seventy-seven thousand. Yeah, he's a professional interviewer for uh, wow. Latin America. Wow, he's, you never know. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, uh, now um, what inspired that pattern that you just played? The yeah. diminished thing. Yeah. Well, well, okay. So basically, I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, Um, I love so like your hybrid kinda, picking, man. Great hybrid stuff. Yeah, that's the hybrid stuff. Like when I was younger, I would play a lot of that like, country stuff. 
Can you do some more of that for this little video camera here? Is that? Yeah. Can, I, oh, a... Yeah, I was, I was all into like, like uh, country stuff when I was younger. I gotta... You're still younger. Now, um, <laughs> there's one or two little squirrely little things in there, like your hybrid fingers are kind of like flamencoing or. Like, uh, uh, How do you fit in those little double plucks like that? Can you do that slowly? Yeah, so. Now you're <laughs> you're bending. It's really hard. It's not Can't, super clean. I think it. I know it's going to be really hard for you to play that really slowly. Yeah. And each. Okay, I'm Bump filming this. It's like Slower. Even. Ah. Uh, so each little grouping is kind of like pick, pick, and yeah, then, then yeah. followed by a, a middle finger pluck yeah, so, and a ring finger pluck. So it's like a triple dome. That's awesome. Uh, so I do a lot of that. Uh, yeah, I, I need to. Yeah. I don't do this as much anymore. I feel like I was better at it before, but um, but it's just a Norwegian guitar player that that I I learned from. He it's actually kind of a lick that he had in a song, and I just kind of. You know, altered it a little bit, made it like what I do with everything. I just kind what of make it my own. Uh, Lars Svavard Hogan. And then what? What was the? What's the? Uh, so it's in the song. Uh, uh, so we go there. Uh, that's that's the lick, and then he plays another thing afterwards, and then I kind of. So yeah, it's just kind of like this this lick, Dude, you know. Like I can't really use it on anything, but you're you know. out of control, man. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really that, that's that's kind of like the thing I need to like warm up a lot for. Like I feel like these fingers are a little too cold. Yeah. Like the, the the right hand. Yeah, you sound um. like you need to warm up, brother. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's all like those like six, you know, like. Yeah. If I play a little, I was just filming, but what if I play a little rhythm underneath you? Let's hear some of that. What key? Do you like A? a. What, what chord progression? Little little blues or something? Right, 
I've been tuning this whole time. Ugh, it's hard to like keep it going like without stopping. That's like something. Soloing after that. Okay, maybe a little bit. One, two, three, four. <laughs> you know how it is when you hear somebody just blazing, you're like, shit, I gotta blaze too. <laughs> I was not even on the right pickup. Anyway, um, <laughs> so now this brings me up to a topic. Like, I was, of course, very struck when I see you with Colby Collet, of course, because you're like doing 1% of your capabilities when you're playing with her. Very soulful, good little solos here and there. I see you like on like the talk shows, like Kelly and Ryan. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. You know, the big shows. You get a little solo here and there and stuff, but it's like kind of like the equivalent of a Lamborghini just kind of. <laughs> Turning on the air conditioning in the garage for a second and then turning off the car. Like you never even get it That's out of the garage, funny. let alone like... So it is a trip that some of these monster young musicians, and you're one of them, I don't like the classification, just millennials, yeah, but yeah. you know, you, you're in yeah. this group and and I've seen so many monstrosities. You, Hayden Merringer, yeah. McCoy Mason, yeah. uh, Mateo Sasado, yeah. getting these awesome gigs, which is incredible. But then you don't really always get to stretch out. But I, I imagine you guys get crazy at the sound checks probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I mean, definitely. Uh, um, yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, a lot of these pop gigs, it's not really... You don't really get to use much of it. But the thing is that to get the gig, sometimes you need to... Like, behind the scenes, there might be a music director who is, like, super... Like, I mean, he knows everything, and he can hear every little mistake and every little thing you do. So it's almost like you have to... It's almost like an elevator should got to lift at least three times as many people as it says the maximum capacity is, right? So it's like you have to sort of be... Even though, like, you actually only need to play this they still want you to be able to play that, you know? And, and it's like, course, you know, sometimes yeah. it'd be like yeah, two hours before the show, hey, we got a new song you want to play. Okay, I got to learn it right now, you know, really quick, you know? Yep. So that's the, that's the thing that, that that can be hard, you know? Actually playing a song that you played every single day on a tour and it's like four chords, like all diatonic, yep. you know, nothing crazy, you know? But, um, but, um, but lately on this tour, I, I was touring with Gone West, which is Colby Calais' like new band. New band. 
and on that there's like a lot of guitar solos actually yeah, it's kind of more of like an americana yeah country, country pop uh, yeah it's like a uh, and um and uh yeah and that one and they, they were actually uh, justin he's the other guitar player uh he's uh he was like oh yeah so uh you should come with us and play play this tour and you know you, you can play a lot of a lot of guitar solos you know it's at least four guitar solos in the set and you know <laughs> trying to like <laughs> I think you want to do it, right? And and uh, yeah, no, it was it's really cool and and uh and uh you know, so not all the gigs, like some gigs, oh, yeah. you know, you get to you know stretch oh, yeah. out a bit, you know. Well, I know in my heart for a fact that you're going to get some crazy gig someday where you get to go crazy. I'm not sure what what that's going to be, but it's coming. <laughs> It's coming. Yeah. Now, um, did, are you on any Colby's records or just your touring guitars? Yeah, no, I've not, I haven't played on any of the records, no. And what's it been like touring with her? She seems like a super cool singer with great songs. And, yeah. And I know she's a writer, too. She's like, you yeah, because her father taught her how to how to write oh, tunes yeah. and great. Yeah, she's she's great. She's super nice, uh, and I, I love the songs. Like I liked the songs before I started playing with her. I was like, oh, I love these songs, you know. Yeah, yeah. And the cool thing is that she's one of those artists that she hi- like. The, all the band members are super good. Like Randy Cook's playing drums, and I mean, it's like every everyone is like super super talented. The keyboard player Isamu is like a crazy jazz guy, you know. Like he can. Me and him, we oh, yeah. we'd be playing Giant Steps or whatever, like in Soundcheck and whatever, yeah. right? I mean, just amazing. What is Colby like? As like when you first met her, um, what, how did it go? What was your impressions? And oh yeah, how no, was, she, how was the first gig? Yeah, so I mean, I was 18 years old, and everyone else in the band is like 30. So um, I know they're so old. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, no, I was definitely very um, like I, I, you know, the first I remember the first show. It was like a huge venue, 10,000 people. Uh, and I'm starting. I'm opening the whole sh- show with like "Fallen for You," and I'm playing the, What's the part guitar. That you open I, the I whole was being. Do you got a click track going or anything? Or? No, that that would just be me, like yeah. playing that. And she, we would do like this slow right, down some version. Songs have back, some songs have the tracks that fly into the Pro Tools. Yeah, so yeah, so that gets me to that. That's the really cool thing about like playing with Colby. Like we don't have any tracks or anything. Sweet. Everything is just live. Nice. Uh, she, we did yeah, one tour like, with some tracks, but for the most time, it's all just live. Yeah, she looks like she hires a full band. Like that the clip of you at the Greek with her, Greek Theater LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's like a percussion. There's a full oh, band. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had everything. Uh, so, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a cool, I mean, it's... Like I remember Donald Barrett was playing drums at the time. He's a great drummer, and and that's the cool thing about it. Like everything is live. You know, we're playing music. It's not like when you play with yeah. some of these other pop artists, you might be almost behind the stage, and there's so many tracks that you're kind yeah. of like if you if you stop playing, it's almost yeah. like nothing nothing changes. Everything's the same. You know, I mean, it's unless you're doing a solo or something. But here, it's like you're actually carrying the song. If you stop playing, it would be like whoa. What happened to the guitar? Or what happened to yeah, you? Yeah, know? it's beautiful. What? Okay, what's your favorite part of of either Gone West or Colby solo? Favorite guitar part that you get to play? Go. Uh, I I like the changes of like um of, of Fallen. And 
it's obviously that's like beautiful. pretty easy and but i just think it sounds really beautiful yeah. obviously with like that's not even the right it's usually like a nice delay to that so, Um, I think that's a, a really cool part. I remember. Yeah, it's I feel like I. Uh, it's not on the record. Um, that part. It's. Uh, but because uh, on the record, it's mainly acoustic on that song. Just yeah. more like swells in the background. So. Yeah. So that's just kind of. Um, you know, just to fill in you a little stuff. Came up you know. with that yourself. I've always been like, have really like love these. You don't do that on the gig. No, I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> fired! You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but actually, I do have a lot of freedom. Like sometimes I, I I'll be thinking, oh, I probably that was probably too much. But they they usually like guitar. It'd be like uh, yeah. like oh, I have more of that stuff, you know, whatever. So yeah. Now, have you ever met, met her world famous producer, Father Ken Calais? Oh yeah, I worked with him in a studio uh, in uh, the Village. He's got a studio there. Ah, cool. And uh, we worked on a couple of songs. I wrote a song there with um, one of his writers, a really cool song. Uh, and we started producing and worked on it. Yeah, did you pick up anything from Ken as a producer? Like, I mean, you're talking to this guy, man. He's been, like, rumors, one of the biggest albums of all time. Well, yeah, definitely when it comes to, like, like mics and stuff like that. He knows a lot about mics guitars and and things like that he, he we did this i recorded this acoustic guitar once and he had this like really small um microphone inside the sound hole which was sounded so i forget what it was I, I didn't ask the name of that but that was so cool he had that and then he had two other like small diaphragm condenser yeah. microphones in front of it and that's like that's one of the best acoustic guitar sounds i've ever heard actually and you just dropped your pick you like those little dunlop jazz picks yeah so i, I use this if i'm shredding like playing like solo stuff, I like the the jazz three. If I'm doing more like rhythm stuff, um, yeah, it looks like a Tortex like or funky stuff. I use this, yeah, Dunlop the sixty millimeters, which yeah. is gives a, it's a little bit better for like strumming, especially acoustic guitar. Yeah, the, um, the orange Tortex, right? Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Been, I've been using those lately too. Yeah. actually, I've been using these uh, Dunlop Max grips. They're really yeah. thick, but they're really flexible. Yeah, it's like twice as thick, yeah. but it's made of nylon, so it's really flexible. It's like a one millimeter thick. Mm. Wow, it's very like... The grip is kind of yeah. a trip, huh? You hear the difference though in tone? Like, this is a yeah. Jazz 3, and then this is the... Yeah, it's, it's got like a more of a chunky, bluesy sound. Yeah, better for like... Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like if I was going oh, to yeah. do a blue skig or something, I would I would yeah. use something like that, you know. Then this this thing is a little too hard, like the Jazz Three. Like it doesn't yeah very give a you know. It's better like if I'm gonna like play fast stuff. Yeah. I think is easier. Yeah, I'm blazing. So let's listen to your new song Roots, your new single. When did this come out? Uh, it came out uh, last month in August. Was it August twelfth? Yeah. And what inspired the lyrics? Is this um. You're missing home, or, or what's the story? What's well, going on? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, well, I, I wrote it with uh, two two friends of mine, in, not in Toronto, uh, but they're from Toronto, and we actually wrote it on Thanksgiving it's two years ago. And I guess we were all just kind of feeling like, 
like it was that type of song like i want to go back to my roots i want to like yeah. like i feel like i haven't been like the, the lyrics go i haven't been feeding my soul like basically just kind of missing home missing like the missing like that the, norwegian thanksgiving yeah like i think anyone <laughs> well yeah we don't have that but we're feeling just a little i don't guess nostalgic or just want to you know not because again you know in la you can get very like everything is like always like work you're always trying to you know hustle yeah yeah exactly and it just feels like you know, to, you know slow down a little bit and just think about that and I, I and i really wanted to I'd do a song that wasn't just like a love song or whatever and i feel like going back to your roots is something that pretty much everyone can relate to you know uh, no matter if you're a musician or if you're a, you know just kind of going back to the old ways lot of singing with Colby in the background. Background, background stuff and uh, and uh, and I guess at that time it kind of forced me to like practice it more. I've always been singing but not like that much. Oh, yeah. And then you singing Steve Ray Vaughn songs when you're like 13 yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> that was a very different voice you know but uh yeah totally but uh it's definitely it's an instrument you got to practice it. now what's your strategy are you independent right now or are you yeah I'm, I'm independent i'm using this independent label called awol and so basically i upload the song and uh in the, in the cover photo uh on their website and then they basically distribute the song they they put it through i think it's cobalt first they is, sign uh, you or something right or they, yeah you have to get like signed you know like you have to you apply basically and then they uh they either, either accept you or or not depends um what kind of artists do they have on there it's pop uh indie you know singer songwriter rock i mean yeah i mean anyone can apply it's just it's just a matter of it's kind of like being your own label so they take a small percentage of the you know of the income but you know you're still in control you still own your master and everything so very so cool. yeah it's very cool yeah and, and it's easier for me to just kind of upload it there and it goes through them instead of me having to do everything and upload it in every single like yeah yeah the, what a cool tune that is now of course i have to ask you the same question i asked about colby collet how come you play it so simple on guitar there's absolutely you really the hook is really right play me that hook or second uh just oh. uh Yes, it's three chords. The little guitar thing.
So, I mean, yeah, the, basically the song is pretty... I'm talking about the... Oh, that, that, the fast one? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's... Ooh, that's a really tough one. That's like... It's a, funny because it... I gotta, now, like... Honestly, I thought that was a... I was like... Is he overdubbing that as two harmony guitars? Or is yeah, no, like, it's 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 two takes. Like, uh, this is one really hard step. That one's... Oh, you can go... Okay. Up there, which is a little yeah. bit easier, but it doesn't have the same snap. It's it's pretty. It's I, that's that's. I would have to like practice it for like an hour straight to get that. I, I spend a lot Dude. of time getting that perfect. It's like the simplest song in the world, but yeah, yeah. So live. Let's pretend we're live. Now you're gonna stretch out on that, right? You're not gonna just play it for two seconds and the song's over in three minutes, right? Yeah, I would be. Frederick, you're gonna give your fans what they want. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One, two, three. song man thank you all right sing us out yeah 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 i'm going back to my woods i'm going back to my woods to the person that i used to know before i ran away from home i'm going back to my woods i'm going back to my
awesome, yeah. man. Well, you've got these other two songs as well on Spotify and on iTunes Store. That's, that's your start. You got maybe you're putting out three singles. Yeah, three singles, and I'm getting ready to put out the next one, which I'm very excited about. That's I've been waiting to put that one out. It's a little bit slower. What's it going to be called? It's it's going to be said and done. Said and done. Cool. Yeah. When it's all said and done, or just said and done. But that's that one. I'm very um. I'm just finishing the mix on it. I'm doing everything here in the studio. And then I usually send it off to mastering for someone else to put the final little touch on it. But uh, that one uh, that one has a lot of like guitars in it. It's like, not a lot of soloing, but a lot of nice like Strat guitar tones. Like oh, very oh, like, uh, you know, John Mayer-ish, uh, like uh, Blue Sea a little bit. Yeah, so. Are yeah. you following the, again, cliched millennial model of just putting out singles kind of or? Yeah, I guess at this point, since I'm doing everything myself, I'm recording everything, playing all the instruments and stuff. It it takes a little bit of time uh, yeah. to, to do all of that, you know, and mixing it and all that. So, putting out one song at a time and focusing on that instead of doing a whole album, I feel like I, I want to put out at least another, maybe two other singles. That makes sense, you and, know. Yeah, in this DIY age, yeah, just focus on one song, put it out focus on another yeah. yeah exactly and then maybe just uh, at the end you know put out an album and add like three or four songs and, it's kind of cool you know. too because you get instant reaction from your song yeah. and you see what's hitting and what people are liking and that's the thing that's the thing because again you know if someone i can i can look on spotify and you see how did this song do compared to that one and okay so people are not into this yeah. maybe they're into this and instead and then, it, like, and then every do, song's a single instead of having one album with one or two singles yeah you, over the course of it exactly a year. <laughs> Exactly, and then when you yeah. put a, put out a whole album, especially when you're an unknown artist, like it's not like you have yeah. a million fans ready to to listen to it. Then it's really hard to get people to listen to a whole album, you know, because they don't really yeah. have time for it, you know. Like nowadays, you get, yeah, you put out yeah. 14 songs, and man, you're lucky if people listen to three or four of them, and then the yeah. rest, man, who knows where they go? I feel like you got to be very, you got to be an established artist with like diehard fans because they're always they're going to listen to yeah. the albums but uh when you're a new artist i think one song is 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 and you know enough for, for one song's you know, enough in yeah. 2019 2020 yeah. I but think you're you release, right yeah you release it but let's say every other month you put out a record you know and then like you just keep going and it's like every song is like you hope to it's like winning the lottery right you hope that this one is gonna do it and or, you know and kind of exciting keep, yeah so it's like fishing see yeah you, exactly that's it you, you can know. catch them the more songs you yeah. put out the bigger the chances of something's gonna you know do you think maybe at the end of a year and a half you put them all together in some kind of album and yeah that's what i'm thinking out? i'm thinking probably next year like uh once i've put out like maybe like five or six singles maybe i'll, I'll put out an album with maybe 10 songs so i add like four songs yeah. to it so of course i definitely want to have an album because it's just something yeah. to, to be like i release this album instead of just singles so i definitely want to release an album chorus ultimately but uh yeah for now it'll be singles and then Awesome. Well, before we go, can you take us on a little tour of your pedal board? Do you got anything interesting? And what are some of the more interesting sounds that you call up, like when you want to do something really weird or really spacey or really reverby or weirdo I mean, tones? Or This big sky obviously got a... Uh, Strymon big sky. Yeah, I mean, it's got some like... Um, Ernie Ball, I, you're I, using the Ernie Ball volume pedal there very yeah. nicely. I do a lot of swells on, on a lot of the gigs, like, it, you know, we just want kind of a pad. And then I have this interesting sound that I, uh, see. So now you're over at the, now you're right on the Strymon timeline delay. Yeah. Uh, this one, this. 
So this is like a delay, really fast delay with just uh, uh, modulation and and a vibrato at the same time. And yeah. so it sounds like a chorusy tremolo thing. Yeah. I used it on this song, um, Stanosh, uh, son artist. This song I did with Rodney Jerkins, yeah. and uh, it was like, uh, let's see, what was it? That sounds great. You've got great time. Did you practice a lot with metronomes or anything, or how did you really I, have a good time? I uh, I do um, record myself a lot, and I think that's like with the click or whatever, and then you listen back. I think like the, obviously you need to practice yeah. in time, you know, uh, yeah. like with a metronome or a beat or something. Yeah. But it's really important to also record yourself, you know, and I do that naturally because I do a lot of recording. So I guess that's um, it. Just comes naturally then, but it's always like. I mean, it's like there's so much no, music cool. that can be done. Like it's simple, but it's like, yeah, you, you know, got the man. The groove is everything, man. You yeah, get that exactly. Yeah. It just feels feels so good. Of course, and then over like it'd be like Rodney Jerkins playing on like, you know, like uh, Michael Jackson songs and Mary De Blige and stuff like that. I definitely, definitely had to like, you know, make sure that my timing and 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 um, and that sort of like groovy funk element was was yeah, good you know solid uh, and i've always like always been into that sort of stuff you know it's like this, it's kind of like the like, i like things that are groovy like i like to solo over some things that are a little funky or whatever that's that's yeah. when i like that's when i really f like feel comfortable when i can do that yeah. you know yeah um because when i can almost like play solo in a in a sort of like rhythmic way you know right, uh, right. what's yeah. an example what, what like kind of yeah. A G major seven to A
how do you think you uh, learned most, like from teachers and stuff, or did you or did you use a lot of YouTube? Like you really went far from the pentatonic Stevie Ray Vaughan blues, and really went you know a million directions. Yeah, country, giant steps, fusion, diminished scales, funk, R and B. What was your main way of of growing so fast? Because you're still so young. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I just like so many like types of music. Honestly, like I just like I always I've always liked like growing up listening to like Paul Gilbert and like the super fast shred stuff, like like, like really yeah. fast alternate picking. But how you did know? you learn all this stuff? But okay, so a lot of it was like YouTube and like that sort of stuff. And then of course, I, f- I feel like all that like the shred stuff and like the technique came from YouTube, like or just me practicing and coming up with stuff. And then I felt like uh, when I went to school, like MI, like I learned more about like the scales and actually how like this is actually called this and this is called that, you know. Like I said, I didn't really know like, like you asked me like what is a triad? I didn't really know like that's a triad. Okay, oh that's a triad. Okay, I know that. Like, but, and you knew how they started to learn how they function, not just what they were called. But yeah, exactly. Right, and and how do you like use them and like you know using like the like the altered scale like, uh, like I mean I, yeah like. It's like, I mean, it's like, yeah. um, and then I just kind of combine it. Yeah, awesome. Um, so, I mean, it's, uh, and then they, again, it's just a melting pot, right? I guess it comes yeah. in. So I get, I still, you do a lot of the hybrid picking, which brings yeah. more of that snappy attack, uh, country yeah. element, right? And then trying to do a little bit of jazzy stuff in there as well, and a little bit of blues. And of course, a lot of it, it like, like the, that, um, like mixolydian chromatic. You're um, scary, man. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You use tens on your strike? Uh, tens, yeah. Always use tens. Uh, I like in nines. I have one guitar I have nines on. Sometimes when I do chunks. Yeah. I like nines for that. It's a little snappier and it doesn't have as much mud. But uh, but yeah, I, I need tens if I want to like solo. I look forward to uh, seeing what each new single and, and what adventures you have on the guitar and where they take you. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for doing it today. Yeah, thank Frederick. you for having me. It's been a, it's so awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. We always yeah. say keep it alive till you're 95. Okay. By my estimate, you have 75 more years at least. Okay. <laughs> Which is, or yeah. 70 more years at least playing uh, guitar. Seven more decades, man. Seven more decades. Think about, that's yeah. a lot of guitar playing. That's a lot of guitar playing, yeah. yeah. Maybe we could take it out on one of your other tunes and maybe I'll fade it into the studio version. We start off jamming on, on uh, Someday? Yeah, or, we can, let's do that. If you walked a mile in 